Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and this is episode number 30 of our podcast. And as a reminder, we started these podcasts last fall to highlight local stories of faith and sports. And today, I'm extremely excited. This is a very special episode as my wife, Sarah, is the host to the conversation that she recorded with two wonderful ladies, incredible families here in the Coppell, Texas area, Susan Bryant. Brandy Pascal, both have incredible stories. I cannot wait for you to hear it. You will be encouraged, um, especially moms that faithfully listen to our podcast. So without further delay, I'm just going to turn it right over to Sarah, Susan, and Brandy. Thank you for joining us. So Stuart likes to do podcast stories uh, that have to do with sports and faith. And behind every story he does is an amazing mom. And we are very grateful that we have two special moms joining us today. Um, we have Susan and Brandy, and they have been in our Coppell community for quite a while. And it's such a privilege to finally meet you ladies and get to know your families. So we wanted to start by just having you share a little bit about your families, kiddos, and how long you've been in Coppell. Well, I'm Brandy Pascal. Um, I have been in Coppell for about three years now. I um, moved here from Oklahoma with my son Rowdy um, and have been married to my new husband for about that amount of time that since we've moved here. And Coppell has just been an amazing blessing for both Rowdy and I. Um, it's just been such a welcoming community, especially with a special needs child. Um, I just can't tell you how God has blessed us by bringing us to Coppell. It's just been amazing. My name is Susan Bryant. My husband Mark and I have been in Coppell. It will be 20 years this summer. We moved here from San Francisco where we had been for three years um, with no children. And we quickly changed that. We now have, <laughs> we have four children. Um, Cole is our oldest. He will be 19 in May, and then we have Jack, who's 17, Claire, who's 13, and Jewel, who's 11. Um, we love Cop Hill. We love being able to go to the grocery store and see somebody that one of my family members knows and just feels so homey. I just, I can't imagine not living in Cop Hill and having that small town feel in such a Absolutely. big city of Dallas. I agree. Okay, Brandy, you let on a little bit about special needs. Yes. And just, I know we've met Rowdy before in a previous podcast, but yes. tell us a little bit more about Rowdy and when you learned of his uh, his diagnosis. Well, um, Rowdy is 19. Scary, I know, right? Um, he was diagnosed just about the age of two with cerebral palsy. And what alluded to this was that he just was not walking. He was not, um, he was able to speak, you know, at age appropriate, um, but he just was not able to get up and get around like other kids his age. So we started with some physical therapy and some occupational therapy, and we just were not seeing any results from that. And one of his therapists just said, I think you need to go to Children's Hospital. And, of course, we lived in Oklahoma at the time, so it was Children's Hospital, Oklahoma. And I believe she already knew the diagnosis um, because she told me exactly what to say and what to do once I got that information. 
Of course, she was not able to tell me that, but um, hindsight, I knew exactly what she was talking about once we got this diagnosis. So sitting in the waiting room of the orthopedic clinic for four hours to see the doctor was enlightening and it prepared me to and reminded me of how blessed we were because we saw things that could have been rowdy children in wheelchairs who could not speak for themselves Mm -hmm. or feed themselves um, just from one end of the spectrum to the next and so within a 10 minute visitation with the doctor they said he said he's got cerebral palsy So, of course, just immediately it was the thing she told me to do is ask if we can get casting today, you know, because she knows that those are the type of things that you immediately do. And, I mean, there were some problems with his eyes and things like that as well, but we just were so proactive from the minute go because we had such a great resource before we went. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, And then our road just continues from there. Wow. Okay, Susan, uh, we have not had Cole on before, but I know we've shared videos of Cole and, and know his story, but tell us a little bit about Cole and when you learned about the chromosome issue. Well, with my diagnosis of my sweet boy was not nearly such an easy road. Um, Cole was born two weeks after his due date, and it was a hard, hard delivery. Um, they whisked him immediately away to the NICU. Mark looked at my best friend that was with me and said, you tell her everything's fine. Um, didn't get to see my baby for six hours, I think. When I did see him, he was in an oxygen tent with his little bottom up. Um, when they finally gave him to us, I felt like they were just saying, okay, here's your baby, everything's fine, go home. Um, but he, from that moment on, he had very low um, muscle tone. He couldn't breastfeed. I was, you know, first-time mom. That was what I wanted to do. So I would pump for him. He couldn't latch onto a bottle. I would syringe it and put it in his mouth like a little baby bird um you know and that was an hour and a half process but his soft spot was about four fingers across and being my first child I didn't have anything to compare it to my sister had had a baby three months before me so we kept saying you know she would say well Riley did this and I'd say well Cole didn't do this and he didn't crawl on time um he certainly didn't walk on time he didn't walk until he was two and a half We had taken him to a neurologist that um, we tried to get into. It took us, I think we waited about six months from the time we first made the appointment till we got in. And the neurologist just kind of looked, threw his hands up and said, well, I'm not really sure. Um, We did an MRI on him and it came back as three possible salute, three possible diagnoses. And one one, one of them was that he had incurred a stroke in utero. He was not using his left side. Um, Just to backtrack a little, when he turned one, my mama gut just said something's wrong with my baby. So one of my dear friends helped me get in touch with a physical therapist, and she came over and kind of did a little eval for me, and she said, we need to get this baby in some therapy. So we started our road at Easter Seals with speech, PT, OT, everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I went through my pregnancy with Jack going to Easter Seals. I had my baby. Jack was raised basically at Easter Seals. But to go back, the MRI said um, three diagnoses, and one of them was that he had had a stroke in utero. That was the umbrella that Cole was put under with everything. Um, insurance will cover speech therapy under a stroke. So that was the only, quote, blessing to come from that diagnosis was that my insurance started picking up our therapies. Um, So Cole was 
put in school under OHI. And then my husband, being the husband that he is, he was just like, you know, Sue, I think we need to go and get Cole reevaluated. I just, I don't, you know, I found this neurologist that specializes in strokes in utero in children. We went to this doctor. Cole was in middle school, I believe. Wow. Um, we walked in and he looked at us and he said, this boy did not have a stroke. And you're, I'm sorry, what? Like, this was my whole life. I had gone under this, yes. you know, thinking my baby had had a stroke. And anyway, he put us through a whole battery of tests, um, just everything. Cole spent the night in the hospital looking for seizures, which he had never had, but just trying to pe- check the boxes. And they did a DNA test on him. We were covered by insurance at this point. I said, do it all. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was sitting in a carpool line, and they called me, and they said, we have a diagnosis of your son. And I was, you know, it was a little surreal. And I said, oh, okay, what is it? She said, do you have a pen and paper? And I said, yes. And I wrote it down and it's called chromosome one P36 deletion syndrome. So basically the 36 band of his first chromosome has some deletion to it. Mm -hmm. They have exactly measured how much. And just like Brandy, in fact, when she said this about sitting in the waiting room, when you look this up, there's such an array of, symptoms and how your child is and Cole in this sector is just a little rock star you know some of these babies never walk never talk have heart defects um we're beyond blessed by Cole and to have a diagnosis but it didn't change anything you know it's still he's under OHI even the neurologist said when you go to the doctors you're gonna have to carry paperwork to tell them what this diagnosis means what is ohi other health impairment so if they're not (laughs) autistic or they're not down syndrome or i don't know if even cerebral palsy has a box i don't even know it's other health impairment yeah Mm -hmm. that they so it's just an umbrella that covers it is a big umbrella yes of things so cole's always been when he goes to school and the teacher would meet him for the first time it was really the unknown you know what what is this student going to be like because they just see OHI they don't know anything else Mm -hmm. about he didn't walk till two and a half he didn't talk Mm -hmm. oh we prayed for him to talk Mm -hmm. prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed um and they uh, we got our prayers (laughs) (laughs) answered. he talks he talks talks. so now what I know it was your first Mm -hmm. but what impact did that have on your family as a whole later on with your children um well, You're for me, it was not my first. It was my second. My daughter is 22 years old okay. and was completely healthy and actually like beyond. Um, she was kind of an overachiever at birth, <laughs> you know, said words at four months. Um, so it was ridiculously easy for me for theirs on that part of it. So... Um, it was definitely different when Rowdy came in. Well, let me just backtrack to tell you that when I was pregnant with Rowdy, they um, were 99% sure that he actually had spina bifida. Oh, wow. And so um, we went in, <clears throat> excuse me, for testing. You know, they did the blood work and it came back. You know, there could have been a, pos- you know, a false positive. False positive. So yeah. we went back and did more blood work. <clears throat> excuse me. And it was higher. So they said, no, you've got to go in for testing, you know, and do, um, at that time, it was the 3D instead of the 4D ultrasounds. And they wanted to do that first before doing 
um, you know, the big needle in your back and yes. everything because that can cause a good pregnancy to go bad. Right. So um, once we had that, they were 99% sure that his spine was closed. However, I will tell you that we had a group of people praying over us because my ex-husband and I were in this um, production within our church. And I, and I will just tell you, I just know for a fact at that moment that I felt the Lord doing something, doing something. And um, I didn't know what that was going to look like, you know, two years after Rowdy was born, that it was going to be that he had cerebral palsy. I just knew at that moment something was done. Mm-hmm. And so then to go in there, although it was such a relief, it was like I already knew that he was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And so it was also the Lord preparing us that, okay, he doesn't have spina bifida, but he is going to be amazingly special. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it was it was very different to have a child who was completely healthy to a child who you knew you were going to have some difficulties um, physically, um, emotionally, and um it has been an amazing roller coaster ride. <laughs> How about you, Susan? What about your marriage? What effect did that have on your marriage? Well, I think for us, with Cole being our firstborn, um, we always knew we wanted a big family. My husband has always said we're either having two or having four. We're going to have that even number. Um, and by the time Cole knew, we found out it was coming into light that Cole had special needs, um, I was pregnant again. So when I had Jack, the first thing I did was feel a soft spot. Mm -hmm. And it was teeny tiny. And then when I could put him up and latch him on my hip, because Cole would just be straight on my hip because he didn't have any muscle tone. Right. And then when I would pick Jack up and he would latch on my hip, I was like, this is what it's like. Um, But Mark and I knew, even when Cole having the term special needs came to light, we wanted a big family. We wanted a big family around Cole. Um, for when Mark and I are gone, he still has so many siblings to take care of him. Um, but you know, when I had Cole first diagnosed at the age of one, Mark was, everything's fine. Everything's fine. He'll be fine. And unfortunately we were not with a great pediatrician and she was kind of pushing me the same way saying, Oh, he's just lacking a little bit. He'll catch up. He'll catch up. And I think for Mark, it um, was probably a little harder on his heart because it's his firstborn son. Right. This boy's going to play football. You know, my husband was very sports. Um, so it, it, it was a little bit of a mourning period when the special needs diagnosis came in. Um, kind of goes in waves. I think it still does even to this day. Um, with Cole now getting ready to graduate and not doing the typical graduation, going off to college like everybody. But it's hard on a marriage, but... I. It, this sounds crazy, and, and I'm, you probably say the same thing, but I wouldn't change it. Mm-hmm. It's brought us closer together. Um, I see my children rally around their brother. Mm-hmm. I see them take up for him if somebody, we've had incidents where people make fun of him in public. And I just see their hearts being softer. Yes. They just, they have an empathy towards mm-hmm. others. Yes. That as a mom, I could hope that I would have instilled in that had we not had a special needs child. But I think God uses Cole and that way in our life and just he softened us Cole has just made us enjoy the little things and take joy in little things more than we would have I think if I had all jacks in my life or all Claire's in my life so 
And I think both of your boys probably take joy in little things. And I know one of the things that they've both been drawn to has been sports. <laughs> yes. So what does that look like for them? What role has sports played despite challenges? Well, Cole has always been involved in Special Olympics from very early on. We had him in Special Olympics. We've had him on as many, doing as many sports as he can. Um, and then he kind of turned a corner two years ago, I think, when he decided, well, I'm no longer going to be the player. I'm going to be the coach. <laughs> so sports is a passion for Cole, and it has become a passion. Again, my husband wanted the football player, mm-hmm. and we joke and said, who would have thought that it would have been Cole that we would stand <laughs> on the sidelines with on Friday nights? Right. Um, but it's just, it's you see God, how he worked through Cole's whole story and Rowdy's whole story, you can't help but see God's hand in the whole thing. Absolutely. And sports just brings joy mm-hmm. to our lives. You know, I can just ditto everything she just <laughs> said. Um, and, you know, we allowed Rowdy, not allowed, I mean, Rowdy was determined. You know, he played baseball. He played football. He wrestled. He did um, jujitsu. Rowdy has tried everything that his little heart desired. Mm-hmm. And again, like Cole, his body just finally said, you know, I'm not going to be the player. I'm going to be the coach. Mm-hmm. And so our journeys are similar in that. Um, and I'm so thankful that we have each other in that same regard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really been a fun last year for sure when I've mm-hmm. been able to get to know Susan and her family. And especially Cole and Rowdy's relationship. Um, Cole adores Rowdy and Rowdy adores Cole. And, but sports are just a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. Rowdy's dad was also, you know, excelled in football and track. And so, you know, from a born child that, you know, even though, you know, the morning was the same thing, you know, his child, this boy, the expectations for these fathers, but, you know, you just have to know what you've been dealt and thrive mm-hmm. through it. Well, I know as moms, our hearts hurt when our kids hurt. Yes, ma'am. Physically, mentally, emotionally, just from the physical side of it, I I worry about my kids in sports. Were you concerned about them in sports, just physically or even more so if they're made fun of out there on the field? Both, for sure. Um, But I always just trusted that um, he would be protected. You know, I just, there was no way I was going to limit his opportunities. Rowdy just, his heart was just too big in the love for the game. And I just, you know, I just had to believe and trust. And I did. Mm -hmm. And I think more so it was about his heart than it was about his body that I was concerned about. That Mm -hmm. he would be sad because he couldn't play or feel less than. Right. Um, That's where my heart was always more concerned. I was never worried about Cole getting hurt because he never was able to play on a typical team. He played, you know, he Special Olympics bowling and baseball and swimming and track. (laughs) And and it's really hard to swim with your hands over your ears and they do a gun start. And so Cole's hands are over his ears. So you just, you find what works for them and what doesn't. Um, Always worried about his heart because uh, especially in middle school, when all his buddies were playing football. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but going to the best middle school ever. I know that middle um, school. Middle school <laughs> East. Shout um, out. Shout out for sure. Um, you know, they, they saw into Cole's heart mm-hmm. and they quickly just engulfed him with the team. And, he, you know, he would be on the sidelines with the boys. Basketball games, he'd be on the sidelines. He'd be sitting on the bench. So um, as a mom, I always worry about my child's heart getting hurt. But probably as much with Cole as I do with my other kids. Sure. Yes. So I don't think there's any yes. anything different as far as that goes for special needs. Um, being made fun of, kind of the same thing. I mean, Absolutely. my other kids can be made fun mm-hmm. of just as much of Cole, but I think the difference is they, my other children can defend themselves. Right. And Cole doesn't know how. He doesn't have that filter. Yes. Um, he does have significant marked brain damage into for what he has overcome from that is amazing and again that is God's hand in it all but um, I I would never ever be able to look at my boy and say no you can't participate in this or try this Um, he just he loves it too much always that's that's the only thing really that makes him go to school in the mornings (laughs) is football Mm -hmm. (laughs) well I think what you were saying about the heart and just that you don't want to limit your boys but it also seems like we're very blessed to live in a community that supports that no as well. Question. So just tell us a little bit about how in the last couple of years the Coppell Cowboys football program has totally embraced both of your boys and your families. Well, Cole's, Cole's Cole. I mean, I say that all the time. <laughs> um, like I said, he was involved at East. So when he went to the high school, he just automatically assumed he was going to be involved at the high school. And so the first football game, Mark Mark tells the story. They got out of the truck, and Mark looked at Cole and said, you need to wait for me. You need to wait for me. And Mark said he no sooner had the door closed, and Cole was gone. He was, he was, he was not only gone, he was through the ticket booth. And Miss Starr was working the ticket booth, and she had worked in our cafeteria. And she had known Cole, and Cole just said, my daddy's coming. And he took off and went right into the high school stadium. So Mark's trucking behind. He's like, star got Mark in. And then Mark goes up and he says, I I couldn't find Cole. He said, I had told him, do not go on that field. (laughs) And he said, the next thing I know, I'm looking on that field. And not only is Cole on the field, he's holding hands with one of the coaches. (laughs) And Mark says, he looked down there and I think I know what coach it is, but I don't want to say because I'm not 100% sure. But... Cole was holding hands. All of a sudden, this coach looks down and is just like, shakes his hand off. Like, what is this high school kid doing holding my hand, you know? And Mark made sure that the coaches knew, hey, you know, I'm here. I'm in the stands. I'm here. Cole, you do. Anyway, and so just, they, Cole slowly started incorporating himself onto the team, whether he was invited or not. <laughs> and I think, I think Blaine McBride really wrote it perfectly to me couple weeks ago and he said you know Cole was this kid that none of these coaches knew and Mark and I never pushed an agenda on these coaches ever and Cole just slowly started getting to know them and letting them get to know him and it was all on Cole's doing and you know then I get a phone call Cole's gonna dress out you know and they dress him out, and here comes two big coaches walking Cole up the tunnel to me. 
And I'm just crying and all the teams there clapping. And it was just such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And he went from that to walking into Coach DeWitt's office and saying, I want to be a coach. And Coach DeWitt was like, well, okay. And a couple weeks later, where's my desk? (laughs) And Coach McBride was like, well, he said, you know, we had this little cubby that was coffee spot, but, you know, we told Cole he could have that cubby. And then it was, well, where's my nameplate? <laughs> and so Cole has done this all on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, and the relationship my son has with these coaches is spectacular. Yes. These men, these men are spectacular. They are role models for my son. They are role models for my whole family. They're role models for any and everybody in Coppell and in the greater Dallas area. They have a heart. Coach DeWitt is proud of declaring Jesus. He is, you see it in his walk, you see it in his talk. And to know that that is who Cole is looking up to, I couldn't script it any better. Mm-hmm. Could not. God put us in Coppell, and that is why God put us in Coppell. How do you follow that? <laughs> <laughs> because it's the truth. I was going to say, I bet you can echo everything I she can just said. completely echo everything she said. And um, same, Rowdy went in and took care of it himself. He just walked into the office and just asked to be a part of the team. And then again, transferred over and asked to be a coach. I really, truly can't say it any better. Um, everything she's saying is just truth about the team, about the coaches, about the community, about what our children have done to be a part of that team and how accepting they've been and the love and the support is just phenomenal. And you just can't describe it into words better than what she said. Just so thankful. Mm-hmm. So thankful. Well, y'all both touched on this a little bit, but we've talked family and sports. Tell us a little bit about the role faith has played um, as you mom, because I know Stuart and I have had this week just where we're like man parenting is not for the week it no. is tough no so no. as a mom with special challenges with your boys what roles faith played well without god there is nothing mm-hmm. i mean um you know i am blessed and i did not mention of course i do not want to go without mentioning that my husband mark um has five children i have two children so together we have seven so you know it's hard to be a parent period and then you throw special needs in the mix and it can be hard and i'm so thankful for my husband to just embrace um everything that comes with myself and my family and my rowdy you know um and all of that to to say that our relationship is built around our faith our trust in God to do everything and anything that we need to get through each and every day. Um, but, you know, I, I don't take for granted any day that I'm given with Rowdy or with any of our other children because the Lord gave them to us. There's such a blessing no matter what struggles you have because everyone has struggles. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be a child with special needs. Mm-hmm. There are children who are struggling out there with just issues of seeing themselves less than. Um, so, you know, I just don't want to take it for granted and say that, you know, my walk is different than another parent's who may be struggling with something completely different sure. than I am as a parent. But I can say that the Lord can get you through it. Mm-hmm. Trust in Him. I honestly can't imagine walking this walk 
without our faith. Amen, sister. We say that and just knowing there's a master plan. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes more than other, I see the plan. Sometimes I question the plan. Oh, yeah. But exactly what Brandy said. I mean, you know, I think Cole and Rowdy having that term special needs makes people look at them or look at us differently. You know, um, oh, you're a mama. You know, your baby has special needs. I'm so sorry. Don't be sorry. Absolutely you know, not. God gave me and my mark. I think that's so funny. We both have marks. <laughs> um, God gave me a mark, Cole, for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think Cole has taught me so much and God has taught Mark so much and it has taught us as a parenting unit as a mom and dad so much and I'm not going to sit here and lie and say it has been fabulous the whole time (laughs) because it has not Um, there are a lot of dark times there are a lot of why me's Mm -hmm. especially for me my husband is the glass half full um, and I think that's why God brought my Mark and I together because he, we balance each other. Sure. He brings me out of those. Or we'll go to church and I'll hear a sermon and I'm like, okay, thank you. I get the message now. You know, you feel like it's just directed at you mm-hmm. or songs on the radio. But to see Cole's faith and to, to sit with Cole at church is just such a moving experience, um, especially when we before we came over to Thursday night services. On Sunday mornings, we would have people just come up to us and say, wow, just mm-hmm. watching him. And his IQ is very low, and he doesn't understand everything, but boy, he gets it in church. Mm-hmm. And he can sing songs perfectly clear. Wow. His words are perfectly clear. And to me, that's how God hears Cole. That's right. It's perfect. And he is perfect in his image. And and it gave me chills. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's what God wanted for us. And there are times I say, I'll have a little chat when I get up there. And, you know, God, I'll have a little talk. Uh, Because it's hard. But again, I couldn't get through without my faith. Mm -hmm. And to have sweet friends that are walking the same thing is the biggest blessing to come of all of it. No question. No question. And to be reminded mm-hmm. of God's love mm-hmm. and to see other parents um, with their faith being so strong to say, you know, today is my hard day. Tomorrow might be her hard day. And just to hold one another up in that is is pretty special. It is. That brings me to my next question, because like you said, we all have struggles as yes, parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it was it's a special struggle that you ladies have, and you have a kinship in that. But for any parent going through that, whether it's a diagnosis, whether it's struggling, you know, with self-image, their child's self-image, whatever it may be, what what advice would you give that parent, and where to turn? Because y'all y'all found a kinship, you really have, and I know you even spoke about when y'all moved here in the church that God called you to, and that the pastor had a special needs. If somebody doesn't have that, where would you tell them to turn? You know, um, start by just saying the word Jesus. You know, he hears you. Reach out to a local church if you don't have one. And if it's not, if it's not the first one, just don't stop trying. You know, you need a church family. That's where you're going to find your unit. Because it may not be 
for, like I said, with a child with a special needs, because of course that would be the first place to go is into a group that understands that you're going through the same thing. You know, reach out, whether it's social media, whether it's just Googling, you know, find a group that can understand and relate to where you're at. But, you know, finding a church home, that's where you're going to find the love and the support um, and friends like we have. We met through football and through church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm so thankful for that. But, you know, just say the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, he is there for you. He loves you. He hears you. He sees you. And he sees your child. Mm-hmm. And he loves your child more than you can possibly love your child. So just rely on him. Reach out to him. If you don't know him, if you've never experienced any of his love, just say his name, mm-hmm. like I said, and the doors are going to open. Mm-hmm. Just believe it's going to be okay because it is. Not going to be easy. Never going to say it's going to be easy because that's not what the Bible says. It says mm-hmm. in this world we will have trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think when we were first getting the diagnosis and getting the term special needs, I didn't know who to turn to. I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were in a church, but I wasn't finding what I needed there. So we had our people, but nobody was really walking the same walk as me. So we, um, I really engulfed myself in Cole's therapies and got to know the other families around there and I just needed somebody that understood a little bit of what I was going through. Um, My family is phenomenal. My sister is my best friend and she listens to me, but she doesn't, she doesn't know my walk as Mm -hmm. intimately because she has two children that aren't walking the same path. Um, And I've had new families that have moved into Coppell that have reached out to me about, you know, how I get my child involved. And, and I feel like, once all my kiddos are out of the house, that that's where I want to put my heart and my time is to helping other families find resources. But I think the funniest for Brandy and I is, you know, our boys knew each other before we did. Yes. <laughs> and I walked into church on one of our new night services and Cole just beelined for Rowdy. And I was like, Cole, Cole, he's eating, let him be. <laughs> and I didn't know Cole knew Rowdy. Yes. And uh, there was Rowdy sitting with his cowboy hat on. And uh, Cole just go over to him and, you know, it's my buddy. It's my buddy. Mm-hmm. And so you see God working, you know, we were, had been at church together, but we hadn't made that connection. Mm-hmm. And it was our precious boys that made that connection that then brought us together, that then brought us together on Friday nights. And, you know, it, it is, it's all, it all comes back to God. Yep. Mm-hmm. It all comes back to God. You got to have faith and you got to, you just got to have a relationship. I don't know how people do it without Mm-mm. him. Mm-mm. I don't either. I don't either. Well, speaking of advice, um, I know we have student athletes and coaches that listen to the podcast. What advice would you give them when they see participants who are different or challenged? You know, Rowdy said in his podcast, and I'll just reiterate that, you know, do and be a coach DeWitt. Involve mm-hmm. those children because you're you are going to be blessed as much or more than that child that you involve. And, you know, to talk to all those athletes that are out there um, on the Coppell football team, thank you. Mm -hmm. And to those kids who are outside of Coppell, 
be them. Mm -hmm. Inclusion, inclusion, Mm -hmm. inclusion. Mm -hmm. Again, you will be blessed and you will remember those kids when you are off to college and have your own families Mm -hmm. probably more than the guy that was standing next to you on that football field. Mm -hmm. They will impact your life. They are a blessing to you. I agree. I hear that a lot, how our boys have impacted the team. And um, I've had a couple of boys in the past that have either brought me or sent us a copy of their college essay. And it was about Cole. Um, And the stories are beautiful. But probably my biggest thing I see for Cole is kids that don't have a true heart and want to get to know Cole or Rowdy for the real reason Cole sees through them. Yes. You can't push your own agenda on these kids. You just have to treat them like Like everyone else. Like one of the team. Mm -hmm. And those are the boys that Cole gravitates to. Mm -hmm. The kids that just want to be his friend because, hey, he's a fun kid. He's a cool kid. Mm -hmm. He loves football. Mm -hmm. Um, And for the coaches, just get to know them. Mm -hmm. You know, just get to know them. Give them a chance. you know, Cole can't necessarily speak for himself and, you know, pitch his agenda or do this or do that, but just get to know him. And if you have any questions, just reach out to the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the football team and for the boys that have befriended, wow, y'all are rock stars. You have my heart. You have, I mean, our prayers. We couldn't say we love you anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, just thank you, thank you, thank you. And the coaches, there are not enough thank yous. There are not enough heartfelt words that we could say for including Cole and I'm sure Rowdy yes. in the, on the team. It, it, it gave Cole a purpose. It gives Cole a purpose. And you know and what it does for our community is that if the football team's doing it, then the basketball team will do it and the baseball team will do it, and they have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not just one sport. And it's not just one event that these kids can be involved in. You know, there may be kids out there who want to be involved with the music program. Um, Don't limit it to just sports. Just include these kids in anything that the other kids are involved in. Right. I think my mark. They want to be just like that. They do. They do. And my mark says, you know, Mark says, everybody needs a purpose. Yes. Right? You've got to wake up with a purpose. And for Cole... Football is his purpose. Mm-hmm. That he just, we do not call him Cole. His name is Coach Cole. If he could change it on his birth certificate, <laughs> he would change it to Coach Cole. Um, but that it. gives him an identity. Yes. And, and I think that's important, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. that's, we just go Cowboys. <laughs> I know that you both are extremely appreciative and blessed by the coaches and the student athletes. But I have no doubt that they would all say that they've been blessed even greater by Rowdy and Cole. How proud does that make you as a mom? Oh, it's special. Tears. I mean, yeah. I can't Tears. believe we both sat here without a tear. I have, I'm so proud of us. Um, <laughs> it just it makes your heart kind of swell. Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been a lot of tears. There have been tears of happiness. Yes. Um, I never would have thought when I got a diagnosis of having a special needs kiddo that Cole would bless so many people and that so many people would see the impact he has on their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that's it's pretty special. It's it's I love like I said about Coppell going somewhere and nine times out of ten somebody knows call is what we mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing and I feel very honored to be his mama. Likewise. Well I feel very honored that we had you ladies come and share your hearts and your stories with us. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you for giving us a chance a to say our story. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, first of all, thanks again to my wife, Sarah, for getting out of her comfort zone and hosting and recording this podcast with Susan and Brandy. And thanks again to Susan and Brandy. I want to personally thank them for taking the time to um, share their stories, um, their walk, difficult journeys with uh, Coach Cole and, and Rowdy, but how they view this as God has given them a platform to share their faith with others. So um, I hope you've been encouraged as I have been. And this is just a glimpse of their stories. And I hope this little glimpse encourages you today, wherever you are in your walk. And I would ask you also to share this podcast with your family and friends, especially moms out there. Um, An incredible encouragement. Um, We love hearing from you, as always. Um, Social media users, you can get our Facebook page, All In Sports Outreach, on Twitter, at all underscore IN317. You can interact with us on social media. Um, Also, you can keep up to date with opportunities for you to pray for us, to serve with us, and to give. Also, visit our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. You can find out any and everything you want to know about the organization, leadership, history, what we believe, what we do. You can message us from the website, just any and everything um, about the organization. And lastly, I would ask you, if this podcast has encouraged you in any way, I'd ask you to go to iTunes and leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the greater the platform we're afforded through this media outlet to continue to share the gospel through, uh, through these stories of faith and sports. Again, thank you, and until next time.